0: Like oh he Wizard of Wizard of Oz. Oh he oh he oh that's just something it reminded me of when I said oh he oh where is that in the Wizard of Oz? That's that's the um the guards when they're about to get into the castle. God, oh, it's been hee-ho. so long I don't oh, remember. Hee-ho. Come
1: on. I thought you were like a movie guy. <laughs> Dude, I probably haven't seen Wizard of Oz since we were in high school. Same. And we watched it movie. But I'm in, smart. I think we watched it in music class because they like what uh, the fu- because uh, what's this? Uh, one of the music teachers wanted to show that uh, Mr.
0: Goist probably. No, it that was the weird skeleton of a fuck.
1: <laughs> no, it was the younger guy. I hated him. I hated um, his class. No, it was the younger music teacher. Uh, had. Mr. Uh, Bragg. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he was showing us that um, Pink Floyd's album oh. matched up to uh, the Wizard of Oz. One of the albums, I think. Oh, well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Like, um, hmm. I forget which album it's off of, but like when. Dorothy opens the door to Oz, money starts, like, right then, because
0: Oz represented, you know, money and all that shit. Ah, so, like, has, does, did it start, like, with the actual music, or did some start with, like, the cash register noise? They, it starts know, with the cash register gotcha. and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, I
1: think, I think it's, like, after, like, the second or third, like, lion roar at the, uh, of the MGM logo at the beginning, if you start the album right then, like, it matches up pretty much throughout
0: the entire movie, of course, until the album ends, but... Still pretty cool. Well, that is pretty cool. I had yeah. no idea. And here I took you for a non movie guy.
1: Yeah. What the but yeah, you? you
0: still had a little bit of <laughs> trivia in you. Even right. if I haven't watched the movie and yeah, yeah, yeah. other trivia for that movie. I know
1: uh, the one conspiracy theory that one of the munchkins hung himself. He didn't. No, he didn't. Nope, it's one of the tropical birds they used. But it is very <laughs> compelling looking. When you watch, like in the back, it does kind of look like oh, it, oh, it really does. somebody hung. But if
0: you look at where the bird is, it just like spreads its wings. and Gotcha, gotcha. I remember when I first saw that, and that was, it was such a like clear, evident, like someone looks like they hung, hung themselves. It's, I'm just kind of like, there's no way that's real. Yeah. There's no fucking way that that is real. It, it makes for a good conspiracy, though. Yeah. And I'm always good for a great conspiracy. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt. Always support your local conspiracy dealers. <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> Welcome to that I Sector's Cut, everybody.
0: Oh, that cat! It's been so
1: long. You changed it up. I know. I really thought about going, woo, and I just did. I was, was, was going like, to say, cause nah. you even said it in the last episode. You are going to do it from now on. And, yeah, and then, then I will like, nah, it that's up. too cool and for And now that. I that's,
0: don't like it. That's fucking stale. It's mundane.
1: It's lame. God damn it. You disappoint <laughs> me again. But. Yeah. When did I stop? <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Since the day, the second day that I met you. Mm, the sec-
0: What happened on the first day? I don't know. I was just getting to know you. <laughs> the first day, I was like, man, I hope there's not a second day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping, and here we are.
1: How many a, years later? A, over a decade. Yep. Oh, yep. God. Maybe 12, 13 years. Yeah.
0: All but right. as I
1: said, this is a sector's cut. My name's Josh. Across from me, that is I Matthew.
0: depressed and full of breast. That oh. is me, Matthew. What's going on? Why are you depressed? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I just feel like that's the way people are supposed to live in 2021. It's just be depressed. Eh, like, like you live it not even knowing it. But I am full of breasts, and that makes me a little bit happy because I can squeeze my own tits. You, yeah, you do have breasts. <laughs> again, do that. No, I'm not doing that again. Did he fuck the okay. mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So how's your, uh, how's your week been, Matt?
0: Um, Pretty lame, I guess. Yeah. Just kind of nothing, waking no, up, going to work, do. screaming at the sun, and then coming home. Uh, okay. And then enjoying some nice food at a new restaurant I tried that has literally everything. Oh, yeah. What and I, when I mean everything. I mean, you look at the menu, they have fish, they have like tacos, they have sandwiches, they have like pulled pork, they have meatloaf, they have pasta, they have pizzas, they have burgers, they have steaks, they have che- anything, anything Jesus. you ever fucking wanted. Yeah. And the desserts. Did and- you go to Golden Corral? No, it's called McKenzie's, <laughs> McKenzie's <McKinsey's laughs> River or something. <laughs> I don't know, but pff, it's awesome. Sounds interesting. How's your week been? It's been good. Yeah, yeah, been busy. Anything exciting happen?
1: Uh, just working on cosplay shit and yeah, all yeah that. yeah. Finished Heisenberg. I, I I saw some of your TikToks. My fucking four and a half foot tall hammer. Yeah, I saw <laughs> your progress. I was like, hell yeah, dude, you you kicked that shit. Super happy about it. But uh, you know, fuck it. Speaking of a TikTok, we'll segue off that. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about a. Shout out a podcast that I Whoa. became introduced to through TikTok because of somebody that I followed and like we started following each other and talking
0: about and horror. I was and stuff. introduced to it by you yeah. 13 minutes ago. Well, I texted you about it, but and that was like five hours ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so today. Yeah. But um, yeah, Final Girl Friday. Final Girl Friday. I'll say that a little clearer. Cool. Um, you can find them anywhere from Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Spotify—pretty much anywhere you find us, you can find her. Uh, sounds Molly. Like went, sounds yeah. like
0: they went through Anchor like we did. Yep, exactly. Uh, Molly <laughs> over
1: there, she's super fucking rad. Woo, go she Molly loves horror movies just like we do. Um, she has like different discussion episodes, kind of like we have, and then she'll have guests on and they'll talk movies and kind of break them down and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What kind of guesses she have like? Just different um, like authors and stuff like that so far for that I've listened to. Hell or, um, and then people yeah. from an uh, app that she was telling me about called Slasher, which I'm going to look into because mm-hmm. she said that our podcast would be something up their alley. So oh. I'm going to look into that because I had no idea about it. All right. All yeah. Right. Just wanted to give her a shout out because, you know, I like make, making friends of other podcasts and just giving a shout out, promoting them and just helping them out. Now, is that's it a new episode about. every Friday? I believe so. Okay, just
0: trying to see how much sense that name really makes. You know, she she apparently has a better schedule than we do. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Everyone has a better <laughs> schedule than we do. But it's fine. Live life by the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can do that. Yeah, we have a big picture of Lady Gaga here. She's our mentor. Yeah, living on the edge of glory. So yeah, Molly, <laughs> this one's to you.
1: Uh, cheers, I guess. Let's cheers. Yeah. yeah. Go, Molly. I'm glad that, I hope that picked it up. Oh, if not, I'll do it later. But yeah, no, I mean, I will say, a big fan of her podcast. I was actually listening to, I started back and listened to, like, from the first episode and pretty much binged through, uh, listened through most of my shift today at work. Damn. You're I making w- me look bad. I do want to say, she does have a great uh, voice for, like, radio. Like, oh. it's super, like. Is it as good as mine? No. <laughs>
0: yeah, fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> Take that, It's Molly. better. Ah! <laughs> ah, the pain. But uh, it's kind of cool cuz I was talking to her about that because like it is, she does have like the perfect voice. Like it's a very welcoming kind of voice. Oh, cool. Um, cool. and uh she was talking about how one of her biggest inspiration cuz she's a voiceover artist too. But um one of her biggest inspiration was uh, Adrian Barbeau in uh John Carpenter's The Fog cuz she plays a radio host in that movie too. And I was like, "Well, that's fucking cool. And I could totally hear it and it works so well." So, yeah. Lucky. Definitely uh, go ch- check out the f- the final Girl Friday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. Really well, hell fa- yeah.
0: Really fucking rad. Go out, go, go whatever, Tamale. <laughs> <laughs> I totally just fucking had a stroke. I'm Appa- sorry. Apparently. You've not even finished your bottle.
1: The fact that I'm already about caught up to you is kind of sad. Well, I'm sorry I'm not a fucking drunk. That's an alcoholic. Get it right. <laughs> 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 Fine.
0: We'll, we'll see who, who wins.
1: <laughs> Have you watched anything new lately? No. Okay. Well, then never mind. I was going to try to do something with that, but never mind.
0: <laughs> God, no, it. not... Well, okay. Have I watched <laughs> anything new? Like what? I don't know. Shows, movies, anything? I watched a new episode of America Says. American what? America Says. It's a oh, game I, show. Oh, okay. How was that? <sighs> kind of frustrating. Yeah. Because the answers are on the board. Well, they're not on the board. But they're kind of like hints out there. And I'm screaming at the TV because I know the answers. (laughs) But I'm looking at Sarah, some desperate housewife of a a woman. And she has absolutely no idea what to go off of. And I'm just like, oh, God damn it. I swear if I was on this show, I'd be so rich. (laughs) That's how my life goes. As far as movies, (sighs) good movies, no. I haven't had time, dude. I'm editing all the time. My life's taken by podcasts. Oh, and then when I make you watch a movie. An and episode. then when you make me watch a movie, yes, exactly. But While hey, you're you out haven't there, had to watch anything for these episodes. While you're out there running free, not a care in the world, have, meeting Molly. I have. Oh, out the fuck!
1: <laughs> I have outlines to write. Also, she, uh, she's. Can you stop hitting that? <laughs> also, just talking about uh, going back really quick. She's also uh, used to live in Ohio, so <gasps> I thought that Do was kind of know cool. her. No, no. Oh. She okay. doesn't like. She said she doesn't live here now, but she used to because um. The only reason I bring that up is because when I we were talking about at the beginning of um the Sputnik episode, when we talk about Bogarts, she was like, are you from Ohio by chance? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, I used oh, to go to Bogarts no. all the time. <laughs> Small world. It's nice to have somebody else that used to be in this shit state that love horror just as much as we do.
0: Because <laughs> besides her. There is literally no one else. Yep, no, no, okay, nobody. <laughs> well, have you seen anything worthwhile in your past few days, week, whatever? I rewatched the Harry Potter movies and they're fun. They ate. I- yeah, I don't have much else
1: to add to that, but they're fun. I don't know why they're on HBO Max. And I was like, you know what? I haven't watched those since like they came
0: out. So fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I have a problem with that because out of the few books I've actually read in my life, I've read the Harry Potter series and when I see people like Cassandra or Brandon or other mutual friends of ours, and they're like, oh, Harry Potter's so great. I'm thinking in the book, and I'm like, no, it's not really. Yeah, like, but now- Like, one is, is actually fairly good to the book, and two is not too bad, and three, yeah, and then it just starts to, oh, God, man. When it hits, like, Prisoner of Azkaban, basically, it's just like, what is going on? Yeah, but, you know, the, the book's written by a fucking turf, so fuck her.
1: <laughs> yeah, Stephen King would say the same. Uh huh. I stand with Stephen King. Me too. The Langoliers, baby. I said stand, but I meant I stand Stephen King. But then I said stand with, but I I fucked it up. Like everything you do. I. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you ready for mm-hmm. part three mm-hmm. of 25 oh, years of Resident Evil? God, is it ever going to end? Is there any more? Yeah, after this episode.
0: <laughs> Until we have to do discussion, four, four surprise. <laughs> unless we have to do a discussion episode on anything else that drops afterwards. Now, dude, I've I've been looking forward to this. I've been looking out to close this series to to make it all well rounded and cohesive and just know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, in the and world we're pretty Army. much, yeah, and we're
1: pretty much almost wrapped up with as far as like where we start or where we stopped in last episode. Getting ready to enter the last this past decade. Yeah. So you know it's stuff that we are very familiar with, unless. Our memories fail us, like mine. Well, let's wait no longer. Let's get into it, my friend. The 25 years of Resident Evil Part 3. Also... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I will say... I said this to you. God, fuck.
0: I'm going to fucking
1: quit. <laughs> I, uh, I want to say this off top. While I focus on just the live-action films and the games, I am aware there are three animated films that came out I just didn't add them into the outline. Didn't really feel like they were very important at all. So I just kind of skipped over them.
0: But I am aware of their mm, existence. No people are clicking off right now. That's fine.
1: If they're fans that's of them. That's all and, they can be. Through part one and
0: part two, that's all I can hear about was animated If, if films they so.
1: can defend the fucking <laughs> dumb shit that has happened in those animated films, fucking write us an email. Okay. And a, where can they
0: write that, write that at?
1: I don't know. You know the oh social media.
0: is. a guy podcasting. <laughs>
1: But there's a scene in one of the movies that became a meme because it's literally like, I think it's might be Leon and Chris or somebody like they're fighting and they're like spinning in circles, shooting at like point blank range and missing every shot. And I'm like, you, f- how, how, what is happening? <laughs> they're like two feet away, spinning in circles, jumping, spinning, doing all this kind of shit. And I'm like, D- first off, how big are those clips? Mm. Secondly, If you're all trained, like, military members and you're missing 20, 30, 40 shots at two feet away, you shouldn't be in the military at all. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. On to Resident
0: Evil. Mm -hmm.
1: When we last left off, we were in the first quarter of 2009 with the release of Resident Evil 5. Before 2009 was over, however... The Nintendo Wii would see another on rail shooter, which became a popular style of game for the Wii. This one was titled Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles. Oh. And if you remember, the Wii did have a lot of rail shooters. There's a lot that came out. And I mean, it kind of made sense
0: for the style of gaming, but... I was never really into the Wii, unfortunately. Wii bowling, it's about where I stopped. Yeah, I was going
1: to say Wii Sports. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Released in November of 2009, Dark Side Chronicles was set two years before the event of Resident Evil 4 and served as a prequel to that title and also served as a retelling of the stories that took place in Resident Evil 2 and Code Veronica. Surprisingly, at least to me, the game earned itself more than favorable reviews. With many sites praising the graphics and replayability, the lowest score I could find was a 6 out of 10 that came from GameSpot. Really? Yeah, I expected very low scores for some reason, but hey. I guess Maybe, pe- perhaps all the other games except four sucked. I'd practically. say I guess people liked it. Wow. All right. In 2010, Resident Evil would see the fourth installment of the film series titled Resident Evil Afterlife. This marked the return of Paul W.S. Anderson as director, along with writing the script. This was also the first in the series to be shot in 3D. This film saw Alice once again played by Mila Jokovic searching and rescuing the few remaining survivors in Los Angeles after the outbreak of the T-Virus. Alice teams up with the survivors to go against the head of umbrella corporation, Albert Wesker characters that appear from the game series include Albert Wesker, of course, but also saw Chris Redfield appearing for the first time and the return of Claire Redfield and Jill Valentine. Huh. And that movie sucked. <laughs> oh yeah. I like, I remember there was one scene where like Alice is like coming in on a, uh, plane. Cause you know, she learned how to fly <laughs> somewhere, somewhere along the line. She learned how to fly. And, uh, She's, like, trying to, like, land on, like, the skyscraper, and, like, the survivors are like, oh, we have to help her. So, like, they throw out a chain <laughs> to, like, catch the plane, and, like, she barely what? makes it. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> they throw out a chain to catch... Like, how well, did they do that? Well, Against I mean, the wheel? I, or? Well, yeah, on the... Because, I mean, they do that on, like, uh ships, too. Um, well, like battleships on, and on stuff like
0: aircraft that. carriers, when but, a jet coming in, at 700 million well, was it, miles It an was hour? It a jet. It was... a. Uh, just like a like a Cessna, like, like a one two passenger like, plane. Yeah, it was
1: like a little private plane kind of thing. But still, it for I, to land on a skyscraper. Yeah, it was. I, 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 it no. was it was dumb as fuck. I don't know. I uh, might even be remembering it like not correctly, but I remember her, them like helping her like land and her
0: almost like like jumping yeah. like not mm. making it onto the. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that worked. Skyscraper. I also hear putting fucking little blobs of chewing gum on all the wheels will make it stop instantly. Have you tried it? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in Flight Simulator, and the whole screen goes black, because everybody on board
1: died. They did, however, in this movie, recreate one of the fight scenes from Resident Evil 5 between Chris and Wesker, which was pretty rad from a fan of the game standpoint, but it wasn't enough to save the film. Mm, oh, no. It was a very cheesy fight, but it was cool that they re- like recreated something from the game. Like, was
0: there mozzarella, and it, blue it, cheese, and then yeah, sharp it, cheddar? It, and... it, was
1: such, it was so cheesy, it was just mold.
0: Oh, wow. So, like, just straight, like, Blue Cheese, but, like, after Blue Cheese. Like, Blue Cheese's final stage of evolution in the Pokemon world, just mold. Yeah. Wow. That's bad.
1: It was so moldy, it had eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The film was not received well at all. (gasps) They didn't show the film in advance to critics, like most films generally do to help create hype around the release. I think the best way to sum up the reviews for this film was a giant... Meh. (laughs) However... With that giant man in mind, the film did go on to make $300 million against a $60 million Jesus. budget, so while the films might not be great, they're still putting people in the seats. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. I hate those people. Some people just like mindless action. It's like Fast and Furious. Like, yep.
0: Stop doing it, people. Please, yep. dear God. Now I don't they t- know if the human race can take any more of this.
1: Now they're talking about making a Fast and Furious then the Jurassic Park crossover.
0: Oh my God, I saw <laughs> that.
1: Fucking I fucking Lord help me. I, I guarantee it's gonna happen, unfortunately. And it's gonna be like
0: Fast and Furious and like Little Mermaid collab. And- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fast and Furious Game of Thrones. Yeah, very well could be. What would you take? Would you take like a 68 Charger or a Dragon?
1: Do you think like the writers nope. just like put a bunch of
0: shit on the board and just throw darts at it? It's easy to think that way. Cause or- it's like a giant Mad Lib at this point. Yeah, a dartboard or like, you know, one of those spinning boards. You can just see where the fuck it lands, or just a hat. Oh man, I just Vin Diesel is raking in the cash. Yeah. see the thing is, is the hat has like two maybe different ideas, like say Game of Thrones and Little Mermaid, but the other like 50 little folded pieces of paper are just explosion, 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 <laughs> and car, 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 car. God damn it. Somewhere in there is Steve Buscemi. We've been wanting him in the film for a long time, <laughs> but it's still Vin Diesel for whatever reason. Yep. In June of 2011- Hold on, hold on, just a second. I got to interrupt because Vin Diesel, I just realized, (laughs) diesel, like gas, deals with cars. And Vin, like the Vin number of a car, deals with cars. That guy is just, he's like a human car. (laughs) He is the epitome of it. I just made this, holy shit. Wow. I'm glad you interrupted me for that. (sighs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) If my my life never had a purpose before, it does now. (laughs) The look on your face. Yeah. I'm blown <laughs> away by that. It took me nine movies to figure it out. <laughs> oh. Vin Diesel. No wonder they chose him for a movie about cars. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't know what Paul Walker or Ludacris has to do with it, but Vin Diesel. <laughs> your fucking world just Holy turned upside down. shit. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> What if your name was like AC Carburetor or something like that? I, I mean, mean you, that would work too. Invented AC Carburetor. Oh man!
1: Oh my God! Okay, I'm glad you had the revelation. You I know really what? Am.
0: For that, for, oh, for that revelation, <laughs> I will hush for like five minutes. I won't say a fucking thing. <laughs> In June of
1: 2011, the Nintendo 3DS would see the release of Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D. Do you remember when the 3DS had, like, everything 3D?
0: Not supposed to talk.
1: You can talk now. Okay. No. Okay. Well, no, I, I do. I do, because it was, like, Luigi's Mansion 3D and, like, all this shit. Like, it was just, like, just because it was the 3DS, everything had to be 3D, and I'm like, I get it. You guys have 3D technology. I feel like I should know that.
0: And I, 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 I played Luigi's Mansion 3D. I love that game, actually. But. I didn't. Th- I didn't see the wave of 3D games. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I worked at a store that we. I mean, we sold games, but I never fucking used it. I used to it on occasion, but not much. But I
1: never cared for it.
0: But I never did play. Resident I never Evil cared Mercy for 3D games. like 3D movies. You yeah. say Afterlife is 3D. I never care to go to a 3D nope. movie. I don't care to wear the glasses the whole time. I don't care to spend the extra money for the ticket. Yeah, and it's almost feel like care. a
1: couple scenes. There are a few movies that do well with it, but most of them don't.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, I don't get the hype, because it's like, oh my god, here's a box. Oh, whoa, it came like two feet closer to me. That's
1: it. So Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D was a combination of the Mercenaries minigames found in Resident Evil 4 and 5, where players had to wipe out waves of enemies and gain points within a set time limit. Pretty much like a horde mode that you would see in like Like Gears of War War and stuff like that. The game did receive a bit of controversy upon its release Uh when gamers discovered their saved games could not be erased. Capcom claimed this wasn't their way of fighting the used game market, but others don't quite buy that claim. Capcom has since removed that feature in all games since.
0: That's fishy. It's, I didn't that's know little, that. It's a little fishy. You couldn't delete your game, therefore no used games. You have to buy the game full retail. Yep. Wow. If so, what a shitty thing of Capcom do. I never thought about that, though. It's like, right. wow, what a it's sort of diabolical, ingenious way to do if, it. If, if, if. Yeah, That's what allegedly. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all
1: right. Fuck well, I want to get no fucking letters from Capcom. All right, we're not saying you did it. We're just saying you, you did it. Might have done it. You did it. <laughs> Most reviewers hit the game with scores that were about middle of the road, unless Mm -hmm. you were the writer of Nintendo World of Report, who scored the game a gracious (laughs) 9 out of 10. Of course he did. It's like
0: people that pay IGN to do that shit, too. He was like, I fucking loved it. Everyone's like, that's it's all right. And he's just like, The game I created is fucking phenomenal.
1: (laughs) Right. In January of 2012, the year we were all supposed to be wiped from existence.
0: Yep, sadly. Capcom would release
1: Resident Evil Revelations, a game set shortly after the events of Resident Evil 4, and follows Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield as they uncover the truth behind a bioterrorism group who plan to infect the oceans with a virus. Revelations was developed alongside the Mercenaries' title at the same time.
0: Okay, okay. And I will
1: say, I did really like Revelations. Like th- like, a- like I said before, like, after 5 was when the Resident Evil series started to kind of, like, get real fucking shaky, like, we're... Or- cruising on a like a four engine plane like the two engines have busted and we're just kind of shaking in the air and just kind of <laughs> yeah. like waiting for everything to fall apart
0: yeah it's like you tried to land on a skyscraper and all your wheels just broke off so now you're still flying but you can't <laughs> right. land right so you're just gonna run out of gas
1: yeah we're just really gotta, like the plane of langoliers and you it you just, just flies into oblivion going circles yeah that doesn't make any sense to me
0: like i wonder if the plane would have like quote unquote fell if the engines were off since there was literally nothing except you're like in space In another dimension. I don't know. I I have no idea. (sighs) Stephen King, get back to me, please. (laughs) Unlike titles
1: like 4 and 5, Revelations returned to the roots of Resident Evil and put more of a focus on puzzle solving, evasion, and survival over the fast-paced action of the previously mentioned titles. Hmm. The game was originally released on the Nintendo 3DS, but an HD version was released for Microsoft Windows, PS3, Wii U, and Xbox 360
0: at the time. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil... um... Uh wow, Village DLCs in the works. Mm-hmm. They mentioned it. Yeah, I yep. saw, I saw it on E three. E three was very disappointing for me this year.
1: Yeah, it was kind of lackluster. But I mean, I can kind of expect it because I mean, you know, we were in just in a pandemic and a they lot of, had a
0: whole extra year.
1: A lot. I don't of want to hear it. companies weren't working. So I mean, I can <laughs> kind of I, I kind of expected it to be kind of lackluster, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I expected at least more. Of course, people are like, this is the best E3 we've had in years. I'm like, well, it's the best E3 we've had in like two years because it's the only one we've had in two years. <laughs> but the only thing that really caught my attention was Redfall. Did you pay attention to that at all? Yeah, Redfall looked good. There was a handful of good games that uh, that yeah, caught my was attention. just kind of
1: like, but yeah, eh, disappointed. I mean, I kind of get disappointed with E3 every year because I feel like more studios are starting to release shit beforehand. And I'm like, okay. Yeah,
0: well, I was really disappointed in Nintendo.
1: I was, they kind, have kind two of, Pokemon games coming out within a year and they didn't say shit about it. Kind of like... uh Gearbox had their own little thing, and I feel like they dropped the ball by releasing the, which I'm still excited for the Tiny Tina uh, Wonderland game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they announced it, like, the day before, and I'm like, man, if you guys would have waited to, like, drop that announcement on the day of your conference, you bought a fucking 1E3. But it is what it is. Yeah. So, Revelations was scored with generally favorable reviews, most sites claiming that the game was a good blend of modern and classic horror games. That same guy from Nintendo is like, this
0: game is fucking phenomenal as well. (laughs)
1: Probably. A great addition into an ever-growing franchise. Just a few months after Revelations was released, Slant 6 Games and Capcom would release Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City on March 20th, 2012. Jesus Christ. This game took place around the same time as the events of resident evil 2 and 3 but was set in a hypothetical non-canon scenario so technically in the world of resident evil this game just didn't happen that's fine this is also the part where engine 3 has now failed oh (laughs) oh shit okay we got one engine left R- Operation Raccoon City had 12 different playable characters split between two factions, Umbrella Jesus. Security Service team and the United States Special Ops team. Each faction had their own story and encounters set within Raccoon City and the Umbrella facility. Okay. Upon the game's release, it was hit with, can you guess Matt?
0: Favorable reviews? No, mixed reviews. Mixed reviews.
1: I'm <laughs> sorry, you said favorables for the past like <laughs> half hour. I know, but I'm kind of going back to the last oh, episode. Oh no, now it's mixed reviews. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you know, you know, Resident Evil came out and everyone's like, yeah, fucking Resident Evil. And then 5 came out and they're like, I, I guess yeah, Resident Evil, and then boom, engine one failed. We're like, oh, oh, Revel- Revelations, cool, a little shake up, uh, yeah. And then boom, up, engine two. Oh, now, boom, we're leaning, now we're leaning, now we're leaning to the left a little bit.
0: <laughs> then boom, engine three. And we're like, oh god, oh now the oxygen mask is deployed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, oxygen masks are re- deployed. Little Billy's over here crying. There's
0: somebody in the aisle and doing as soon a prayer. As that fourth engine fails, the cabin, half of that cabin is <laughs> fucking off and gone, like the beginning of Lost. <laughs>
1: Most sites ranked the game in the middle ground with many fives and sixes. The highest score I could find was from Destructoid, who gave it a 7 out of 10, with the lowest score being from GamesTM, who gave both offline and online features of the game a whopping 3 out of 10. Most complaints were due to poor teammate AI and awful glitches.
0: So does that add up to 6, though? For the, for the 3, for offline No, and they, they did it uh, separately.
1: Like, two separate reviews. Like the online features and offline features. But they're both three,
0: right? Yeah. So would it technically be a six for the whole game? I mean, I guess. <laughs> okay, okay. If <laughs> you really want to look at it that way. Uh, math.
1: 2012 could have been a huge year for the franchise if it wasn't filled with more misses than hits. To add to the list of misses was the fifth installment of the Resident
0: Evil film series Res- Resident Evil Retribution. Oh, my God. I swear. I <laughs> Dude, bet, I bet 20, they have the hardest fucking time tw- thinking of a word cooler than the last. Extinction. Afterlives. Like, what do we do now?
1: 2012 was fucking filled with Resident Evil. And like, Retribution, because we got to come back from and it. And it's so disappointing that it was so
0: bad. <laughs> That's the thing. The movie you're talking about here, that had to have been in development for quite some time. So it's unfortunate that everything failed previously. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is going to be so bad oh, to close out the year. <laughs>
1: Written and directed once again by Paul W. S. Anderson, this film focused on Alice now captured by Umbrella as she attempts to escape the facility. They also tried bringing in more fan favorite characters from the games, like Ada Wong, Leon S. Kennedy, and Barry Burton, and also included elements featured in Resident Evil Four and Five, along with recreating certain scenes from both
0: games. This is his retribution. Like he's trying so hard he, at this he, point.
1: I, 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 I think he like understood. He was just like, okay, people want. To see characters from the games, but then they put they casted people that looked nothing like the characters from the game, and they looked nothing like if you would like <sighs> the first time fucking like Chris Redfield shows up in one of the
0: movies, and you're just like, yeah, my name's Chris. I'm like, no, you're not. Shut up! <laughs> it's like they're so caught off guard. It's what it's like that with a whole bunch of movie adaptations. It's like yeah. they just sit there with the script, looking at it, and they're flipping through the pages, and then they're scratching their head. And they're like, why do fans want to see the book on screen? Why don't they like any of the changes I made? It's like, dude. Right. What do you fucking expect?
1: While many gave praise to the fights during the film and the 3D elements that were featured, that's about where the praise for the film has stopped. Most review sites hit the film with poor to mediocre scores ranging from C pluses to 4 out of 10s, and Rotten Tomato gave the film an abysmal 28%.
0: Oh, wow. But
1: the film's still made. Paddington's over there like, fuck you, (laughs) right? But the film still made two hundred and forty point two million against a sixty-five million dollar budget.
0: But that's less than the previous movie. That was, however, sixty million less than the previous yeah. film made at the box office. Now it's hitting them where it hurts, and now they're realizing, "Wow, we suck." Yep. I would go to that movie theater. I would have popcorn. I'd have a drink. I'd have a fucking blanket. And I'd fall asleep the whole movie, and then the credits roll, and I'd be like, "Woo!" Two thousand twelve, however,
1: wasn't over with Resident Evil. <gasps>
0: Fucking Christ! I think
1: it's safe to call 2012 the year that damn near damn near killed Resident Evil,
0: and damn near killed everyone else with it. Apparently, <laughs> Resident I... Evil was—that's what Nostradamus was talking about—is <laughs> the fucking Resident Evil line.
1: On October 2nd, 2012.
0: Oh my God! We're only in October. Resident
1: Evil 6 was released. Oh my Resident Evil 6 entered development in 2009 shortly after the release of Resident Evil 5 and it was directed by Ichiro Sasaki, who also directed the Resident Evil Outbreak games. They really had big plans for Resident Evil 6, even sure. going at, so far as to claim that they wanted Resident Evil 6 to be the flagship for the current horror <laughs> games. Okay. And
0: <laughs> What kind of flagship? Is this like on a kayak or something? Like what <laughs> yeah. fucking oh, kind of flagship? This flagship had many holes in it. This was like a wooden boat. <laughs> a little wooden like toy boat. It's this like, this a... is our best one yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> With zombies missing in RE four and five, they listened to fan feedback and brought them back for six. All signs <laughs> seemed to point towards them listening to gamers, but the result was a multi-character driven mess of a game.
0: Did you ever play six? <sighs> no, and I'm sure after you talk about it, I'm going to be ecstatic that I didn't. So it's funny. I had a coworker who, uh,
1: before uh, like the week that Village came out, he was thought ta- I was talking to him about it, and. Uh, he was playing through six, because he hadn't caught up, and oh, he wanted guy. to pl- play like the at least the main titles, because he was talked about how he, you know he's played five, he hadn't played six or, or uh, biohazard, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm playing through six. I'm really glad this game's short because fuck it sucks." <laughs> I'm oh, like, "Yeah, man, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Players controlled characters Ada Wong, Chris Redfield, Leon S. Kennedy and Jake Muller, and their own unique campaigns that were interwoven into the story. Each Mm -hmm. campaign had its own tone and gameplay style. Each campaign also featured the choices of playing other secondary characters where the the character that wasn't picked would be controlled by AI. Okay. And it was controlled by AI kind of poorly. (laughs) Oh, God. This game strayed so far from the horror elements that it's mostly listed as a shooter game.
0: What the fuck?
1: Capcom at the time thought the survival horror genre was at an end in dying. That, however, proved to be very false when over the following years, the literally the next year, titles like Sony PlayStation's The Last of Us, mm. The Evil Within, and even Outlast showed that gamers still loved the horror elements in horror games.
0: And were video games. And yet they're over here like, okay, for Resident Evil 15, I think we should have Leon and Ada like go shopping. Like I, I like, to, I, I, just, some, uh, or I, I can't. God damn it! Like I just I can't Krakos.
1: comprehend like their thought because I mean at this time we had games like Dead Space was out. Oh hell yeah! Dead Space was out kicking ass, but I, I like I would love to have seen the reaction after you know they're having in depth conversations at their like studios going Hor-, like horror games are dying. It's it's just it's not a thing people like anymore. Then The Last of Us comes out. Whatever
0: made them think that? F- fucking though?
1: blows everybody's mind, and they're just
0: probably like, "Fuck, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that that fucking logic." I, like, I, I horror don't. Horror has never died. No, never has it died. Maybe certain stigmas of it, like say zombies, will say, "Well, maybe horror, decreased a little bit after 2010, 2011. Well, here's the thing: like, like if you look at it, each decade kind of has
1: its own kind of um, niche in horror. Yeah, sure. You know, the eighties had. Slashers. Heavy, heavy slashers in the 80s. The 90s were kind of like a blend of just like remakes and rehashes and all this shit. Uh, early 2000s is like when we started seeing like the big, big zombie revamp. And then, you know, the 2010s, we saw the, the paranormal activities and then... Yeah.
0: I mean, I would also say like maybe mm, late 80s, early 90s was a bunch of aliens too. Yeah. there was a
1: bunch of aliens and then, you know, there was a... Large influx of like paranormal, uh, like and, uh, oh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Don't oh, know, um, I have no idea,
0: can't read your mind. Possessions, that's what yeah. I was, trying, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, possession and, and then movies. over across the planet in Japan, they're like, we'll just keep with Godzilla, he's doing <laughs> fine, he makes us money,
1: but yeah. So, like, I mean, each, like, I mean, they kind of go in this niche, niche mm, what's the word, niche, yeah, but. Yeah, as far as horror games go, horror games have been around forever. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't, I don't
0: know. Capcom just definitely was not reading the crowd right. I think they were stale and just the lane that they had picked for horror. Yeah, like horror, like the whole fucking highway. You know, it's still there, it's still active, but it's just the one lane they chose. They need to get out of it. Yep, I think that's, I think that's all it was.
1: Most would call the reviews given to Resident (gasps) Evil Six mixed to average. Mixed to average. I'm taking that well back. <laughs> Saving that. It wasn't overall a bad game per se, but hmm. it was so far from what made Resident Evil what it was that gamers just couldn't support it. Most review sites gave it many 6 out of 10s, some 4s, some 7s. kind That's of better than I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I mean, it. like I said, it's not an awful game for what it is, but when you put it in the world that yeah. it's set it just doesn't fit. Uh-huh. After the release of Resident Evil 6, the series fell quiet for a couple of years. Many fans of the franchise, such as myself, were hoping Capcom was learning from the mistakes <laughs> and trying to recoup and come back stronger than ever. Oh no. We're not we're not to the fourth engine
0: blowing yet. Uh, wow, this plane. How high up is this plane? It's just <laughs> constantly going down, but it's not hit the ground yet. Yeah, it's really high up there. Okay, in space.
1: <laughs> in February of 2015, Capcom released the first installment of the new episodic tale, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Another really good game that I actually enjoyed, and I was like, okay, Resident Evils, they're they're doing all right. Like this is where I started getting a little hope again after the six. light is
0: shining once more. And I was like, okay, I was like, all right, they learned. Like Krispy Kreme, the Resident Evil hot
1: light is on. <laughs> yes, exactly. This game featured four episodes released over the course of a few months and followed the story of Claire Redfield and Barry Burton, marking the first time in the main series that Barry Burton was a playable character. And I'm a little biased I love Barry Burton because we share a last I'm sure, name.
0: I'm sure you do. Do you yeah. like Tim Burton? He's okay. He's okay?
1: Okay. All right, all right. He's, got, he's got some hit and misses. That's all I got. Okay. You, I thought you were going to add something else, but okay. Yeah. This game was set between the events of Resident Evil Five and Six. Each episode is divided by telling a past story featuring Red, uh, Claire Redfield along with Barry's daughter Mora. And after you play through like the the uh, pre- or, like the past events, kind of like the memory, mm-hmm. it would cut to a present day story following Barry as he tries to find his kidnapped daughter. Mm. While the graphics the were second
0: daughter in R.E. history to go kidnapped. Resident's Daughter in Resident Evil 4. Ooh. What the fuck's going on Capcom's mind? Mm. Hmm. While the graphics were heavily criticized at the
1: time, everything else from the plot, the settings, the characters, and gameplay were praised upon the release of each episode. I actually really enjoyed this entry into the series. And I myself, like I said, thought, this is it. Capcom's coming back. We're
0: Resident Evil saved. We're fine. Everyone on the plane's looking at the third engine sputtering. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like it's trying to come back on. <sighs>
1: Oh, well, now the entire third engine is literally (laughs)
0: just separated from the plane. It's gone. I was going to say, and then... It took out the fourth engine as well. Yep, the
1: fourth engine blew. Oh, God. The wings are collapsing. Oh, no. Everybody's crying on the plane. Do
0: you think it's time to do a reenactment of what that would be like? Sure. (laughs) 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 Instantly quiet, because they fucking went into the ocean, (laughs) and they all died.
1: And that is when Capcom did the unexpected and turned every fan of the Resident Evil franchise on their head with the release of the spinoff game Umbrella Corpse. In June of 2016, this was Capcom trying to capitalize on the ever-growing popularity of competitive shooter games like Battlefield and Call of Duty and their attempt to break into the (laughs) eSports market. While there was no campaign story to the game, however, there was a single-player mode which the player must face off and survive against waves of enemies. Hmm. Umbrella Corpse was pretty much just a competitive shooter. You had two teams each game. It was like different parts of the map, pretty much just killing each other. And there was also zombies. That was like their way of just being like, oh, it's Resident Evil look zombies. The cool thing was you could use zombies as like body shields and shit like that. But yeah, it was just- That is not a saving grace. It was just a competitive shooter.
0: Oh my God. Set in the world of Resident Evil. And because of that, Trump won. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, come.
1: <laughs> Upon its release Umbrella Corpse released, Received
0: Can you guess? Hmm. See I want to say mixed reviews But It's such an abysmal game It might be even worse than mixed Umbrella Corpse received negative reviews Straight
1: oh! across the board
0: Fuck yeah, go Matt.
1: Everyone compared it to the current run of competitive shooters and spoke about how it did nothing to breathe new life into the genre. Most sites gave it a 3 out of 10, the highest I reviewed, the highest review I could find, and I looked at so many different fucking sites for this just looking past like review sites just <laughs> oh to see God. just to find a high score. The highest review I could find was from Game Informer and it was a 5 out of 10. And they're like, Minesweeper 2 looks great. I remember seeing all of these negative reviews and thinking to myself, Capcom just killed Resident Evil. This is it. That's it. We're never going to see another Resident I Evil. I could totally I this. fall in line with that I, crowd. I was like, after, you know, I mean, a long stream of very shaky games. I mean, look at how quick people were to turn on like Bioware after the release of Mass Effect Andromeda. Everybody was in Anthem. But like, it will be even before Anthem, oh, yeah. it will be even before Anthem like came out, as soon as Andromeda didn't do too well, Everybody just turned their fucking back on Bioware. But now everybody's kind of back in Bioware. is like, good gracious, because of the uh, Legendary Remaster, which is beautiful. But it's just the fact that the crowds didn't turn on Capcom people already. Lose hope very fucking quickly. I'm impressed that people had didn't give up hope by now. Uh, but after, On Resident Evil? Yeah. But yep, after, yeah. Uh, after Umbrella Corpse,
0: everybody was like, okay, well, guess this is oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was... Oh, hugely disappointed in Anthem and what it turned out to be, because I remember seeing I it years too. and years ago and on E3, going, "Wow, that actually looks pretty fun."
1: But yeah. After that, I just after playing, or I played, I think like a demo version, or like at some point, maybe I was at a friend's house or something and played Umbrella
0: Corps, and I was like, "Why did you buy this?"
1: Yeah, I was like, "This is awful."
0: You just like hit your friend, <laughs> you kill him, right? Stop it. <laughs> Take it and just fucking frisbee it out the window. I'm doing you
1: a fucking favor. <laughs> So following the release of Resident Evil 6, Capcom began discussing the direction of the next main installment of the series. Oh, my God. At E3 2015.
0: Down. That's the direction? Down? Into the ground? Well, no. Might as well be, be patient. Might as well open.
1: At E3 2015, Capcom had a first-person horror-themed <laughs> VR demo titled Kitchen, which ran on Capcom's new game engine titled the RE Engine. Capcom used the number seven in place of the letter T in the title of kitchen to hint at the involvement of the next chapter in the story, but it seemed to go largely, wow. largely unnoticed. They were so secretive on that. Right. But it, I remember a lot of people just didn't pick up on this. But pretty much what the kitchen was, it essentially became like the very beginning of um, Resident Evil Biohazard. Yeah. Like when you're first getting to the house or the plantation house, but it was pretty much... Uh, they wanted to take everything and kind of just set it into, like, one building. super, super fucking creepy. And, like, I remember, like, watching people play this, like, on, like, uh, different game sites, like, uh, covering, Twitch. like, E3 and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, okay. I was like, this looks cool. Because well, at the time, a lot of people didn't think it was going to be Resident really? Evil, dude. They just thought Capcom was making a new horror game for VR. Really? Yep. Even the seven in, in the in the kitchen just went over people's Yeah, people just didn't really... Expect it, I guess. Wow. I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I am too. Capcom's decision for first person was to immerse players into the world of Resident Evil, which first person games do, do that very and well. VR, yeah. Expe- yeah, exactly. Especially VR and, I mean, horror. I mean, like, um, every horror game that I've ever, ever played that's in first person is far more frightening than anything that's, like, third person.
0: Yeah, no, I think it has to be first person.
1: And it was at E3 2016 that gamers got their first look at Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. At the time, it was heavily compared to Konami's canceled Silent Hills in the PT demo. Capcom responded by stating how Resident Evil 7 and the decision to move to a first-person perspective was decided long before PT released. And, I mean, if you remember, Resident Evil had done a couple of first-person, like, spinoff games. I mean, like the rail shooters and stuff like that. So it's not like the first time that Resident Evil's done first person. It's just the first time it's happened in the main titles.
0: When, did, uh, when was this uh, brought to light to E3 and such? This was uh, first shown at E3 2016. Really? And mm-hmm. was it, you said June of 2016 when they had that horrible fucking Umbrella Corpse game? 2015? Yeah, it was June of 2016, sorry. Wow, and I'm sure a bunch of people got on board with Biohazard. I'm surprised they bounced back that quick
1: that hard. I am too. I mean, that's what happens when you develop wow. have a bunch of games being developed like that. And part of me wonders if they didn't, like, if they just put out... Um, Umbrella Corps. Umbrella Corps, just to kind of have
0: a space filler. Because prior to that, there was a gap of a few years, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so they, they had, had been working on Biohazard yeah, the whole and time. Yeah, of course it was like different teams working on different projects and stuff yeah, like that. And and they had no fucking Fernando over there in the closet working on Umbrella Corpse. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Fernando. Yeah, poor guy. But, uh, wow, okay. Wow.
1: So releasing a year after its reveal on January 24th, 2017, in Biohazard, players controlled, new to the franchise, Ethan Winters, as he searches for his missing wife in a derelict plantation in Louisiana occupied by an infected family this was the true return to resident evil's horror roots and this game creeped me the fuck out when i only took seven years
0: yeah i'm going with seven years because why the fuck not i was gonna say where did seven years come from uh honestly it sounded good and then i quickly thought of biohazard being seven and seven there's my Uh, link there and uh i thought yeah go with that matt act smart
1: okay i'll allow it (laughs) thank you (laughs) With heavy inspiration from the cult classic horror films, Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the team decided to scale the game back to one location while you do travel to different parts of the home and eventually a wrecked ship. Majority of the game Ooh. takes place in the plantation. This was deep. This was actually the first game, like I said, in a long time. to Creep me the fuck out. And I remember, like, the first opening, like, 20 minutes. There's so much that fucking happens. The first time you get to the house, like... Especially playing like with headphones on the audio for that game so fucking creepy like there's floor bo- floorboards creaking you hear the wind It's just flies buzzing and stuff like that it's just overall creepy but there are a lot of like fun references that uh to like evil dead for instance there's one scene where you're fighting jack baker one of the uh members of the family he's like the father figure of the family you're fighting him and uh midway through the fight he like breaks into the shed or like something and pulls out like a chainsaw style weapon and as a nod to Evil Dead he just goes groovy and Ethan you're like Ethan Winters your character just goes not groovy <laughs> Oh I I know exactly what you're talking about I like I love little easter eggs like that so much
0: and I like the look of the Evil Dead game that's on its way Oh my god I'm so excited they keep rele- they
1: keep releasing more and more characters from the like all the movies and shows I'm excited because after our Mad Max episode, we're doing Evil Dead next. I'm excited. I think I've already announced that, but I can't remember. I don't. I don't know. It's been so long. I don't say. I think I did, but I, I think I, I'm trying to remember what episode that was that I announced it. I'm like, yeah, I don't remember, but I think I did. But if not, hey, yeah, we're doing Evil Dead after we do Mad Max next. <laughs> I should say Mad Max Fury Road, just to specify. It sounded like you said Furry Road. I have something to explain to you. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: you want to do it on air?
1: Yeah. Um, we're watching the furry version
0: of Mad Max. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine that? <laughs> you know what? I bet that would be even more fun. I could see it. I bet that would be even more fun. I'd watch it. Mad Max Furry Road. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit! I'm sure like some comic exists online. Go to like oh, uh, Tumblr, and I'm, I'm sure it's fucking there. sure. I'm gonna look it up. Do it. This game also, for the longest time, didn't feel connected to the rest of the Resident Evil games. What? That is until you get closer and closer to the end of the game when clues about Umbrella begin to appear, and then, of course, Chris Redfield appears at the very end, though, whatever they had in mind for, like, the character model for Chris Redfield in this game, there are so many theories that it actually wasn't Chris because it just, it didn't read, like, Chris Redfield that we knew. Really? Like, it it just didn't look like him at all. Like, it looked like an imposter version. Like, I remember he showed up and he's just like, I'm Chris. And I'm like, who the fuck are you?
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I'm President Clinton.
1: Shut up. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, it, I'm very, very off. Actually, you know what? I would, you you know what Chris Redfield looks like. Sure. Okay. Hold on. That's a no, by the way. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to pull up actually a picture of what he looks like in Village.
0: Okay. Chris. And then you're going to pull up an image of him in the prior games.
1: Yeah, and well, and I'll I'm just gonna show you a picture of what he looks like in Village, and then I'll show you what he looks like in uh, Biohazard, which only takes place like
0: three years apart. Oh, okay. We're gonna go with those two games. Hey, man, people's appearances change. Don't dog on him. Okay. Of course, when you show me, he's like white. In biohazard needs black and village. Okay, so this is Chris and Village. So you know he looks like a gruff, pretty he, he built. It looks kind of kind of a handsome man. Yeah. almost like he'd be related to like Gerard Butler. So yeah, exactly. Okay, okay cool. God, I can't wait for you to see this because it's <laughs> fucking. I don't. <laughs> oh god, I'm waiting for like Gilbert Godfrey to appear and just uh, I'm gonna scream. Okay, so I got I gotta. You know it's funny he, he Actually, looks like a guy on. at one of my accounts, so I can easily oh really his face. Yeah, kind of.
1: Okay, and just to kind of give you a little bit of like oh, even God. previous games, just because I feel like Resident Evil Five and uh Village Chris kind of look similar. Okay, so trying to find... So what
0: you show me is biohazards, Chris? So, this, or villages, so Chris.
1: The picture I just showed you is Village. Okay, that was Village Chris. This is Resident Evil Five, Chris. So obviously, looks I can see v- that. Okay, very, very similar.
0: Resident to... Evil Five that was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but something happens. Midlife crisis takes place, and what the hell are you going to show me? <laughs> oh man, I. He's gonna have. He's gonna have gills, <laughs> flippers. See, all comes back to Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh God, I'm terrified. And, and which one is this? Is this going to be from uh, Biohazard? Yeah, this is Biohazard, Chris. Okay. Okay. So you remember gruff military man? The, the hot one. Yeah. And then the one that looks like a cougar would pick up, and then. I don't see... <laughs> Hold on, I don't see that much of a difference. Really? Honestly, I don't. You don't see. You don't see a difference
1: between that. You don't see a difference between Resident Evil Five. This Chris, and then
0: Chris in... It looks like he might have just had some Rogaine and just dyed his hair black. Ah, yeah. I really don't. He looks more related to the, uh, the Chris in 5 than I guess I would say the one in Village, but I don't think he looks that bad, to be honest.
1: Ah, you're crazy.
0: Now, if you showed me like Ronald McDonald, I would have been fucking flipping out, but uh, no. Hmm. Uh, I th- <sighs> Josh.
1: Trust me, I'm not alone on this. Everybody hated how Chris looked stuff. Biohazard.
0: Okay, so if they hated how he looked in Biohazard, what's the like? What did they hate? Did they because it how, just didn't look like Chris? He didn't. He didn't look scruffy enough, or I mean, yeah, no. Is that's this Bioh- totally a different person, dude? No, I can I can see that. Nah, I don't. know. Mm. He just seems like he lost weight in Village, and didn't acquire as much weight in Five. <laughs> that looks like like me. That, that Chris in, in Biohazard <laughs> is like me now. He looked chunky. You're giving yourself a lot of credit. Wow. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 was me in high school. Like, he looked skinny. He had that jawline that could just fucking cut through diamonds. He didn't look like he put his balls on windows. <laughs> <laughs> or ate chalk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the highlight of my life, everybody. That's um, the mad I'm yeah, I met. I don't think it's that bad. I really don't. Man, uh, yeah. I'm so disappointed in you now. I don't know. You're I, like you're, a Resident Evil you're, game. You're, you're disappointing me. You're disappointing me because, man. <laughs> I didn't think he was that bad dude, looking. Like, literally,
1: uh, there were so many theories about, like, how it was like a clone of Chris and how, like, it, it okay, wasn't hold actually on, Chris. Hold on,
0: hold on. A clone of Chris? Isn't that just, like, another Chris? How it looks like Chris? No, they don't always look the same.
1: Uh, practically. Not in everything. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> someone, or maybe multi- multiple of you Chris haters out there. Need to email us at I mean, the s- I mean, I'm talking, and they need to tell me why I am wrong in thinking that Chris does not look that bad. Someone needs to write an email. Otherwise I will
1: not he didn't punch a boulder.
0: Give him that in Biohazard Village, right? Yeah, he didn't. Well, but I'm they, sure they he, made, he, made, made, he learned. They his make lesson. fun of it. He you know, learned it. his lesson the last time. Fucking probably broke his hand. He's like, well, I'm not doing that again. That rock is badass. That fucking
1: uh, quick time event. Just pressing buttons to why? fucking punch a boulder.
0: Yeah, why did? The boulder abuse happened again. I remember it happening, but I can't remember why it happened. Do it was during a fight between
1: uh, Chris and uh, Wesker, and Wesker was like on the, like they were like in a volcano or some shit. There was wow. lava, but Wesker was like on the other side, and Chris like rocks
0: fell, and Chris needed to get to the other side, and he fucking punched the boulder to create a bridge. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, so it wasn't like he he was like arguing with someone and, and fucking hit it for no fucking reason. Yeah, no. He hit it to create a bridge. Yeah. It's dumb as fuck. I didn't realize he was like Superman. Exactly. That's the the whole problem. Yeah, I see that problem. Yeah. I don't know why it's not coming back to me, but okay. Yeah. Chris doesn't look that bad. You guys are fucked up. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast Sim- anymore. Simple as that. You're are wrong yep fuck your opinion oh man i could go on a long rant about opinions but i'm not Uh oh (laughs) no it's just uh, yeah well me and friends i will say i may have also picked
1: oh sure boy pictures but i will say like after you play five and like if you go back and play uh Biohazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Chris first jumps off the helicopter and shows up and he like announces himself as Chris, and I don't even think his voice was even somewhat similar like at all. It was just very just like everyone's like are you like Chris? Hi, I'm Chris. Like are you sure? Yeah, they're like Chris like uh, Chris Chris Redfield like you are you, are you sure? Are you kissed? Are you Chris like Bluefield? Are you Chris Rock? Because <laughs> Yo, you God punch no. the rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm getting a link here. Hey, Chris Rock, punch the rock. Chris and fucking Resident Evil, Vin Diesel and cars. See, I got this. I got it. But as I said, this game, like when you play through uh,
1: Biohazard, for the longest time, it doesn't feel. Like it's a, like it feels like a horror game Mm -hmm. because it has, you know, you like it feels kind of like a Resident Evil game where you have like the puzzle solving, you have like the safe rooms, you have the inventory, but like the entire game, you're like, okay, there's no umbrella, there's no, um, you know, T virus talk or zombies or anything like that. So you're like, what is going on? But like as you get further in the game, you start finding like newspaper articles and stuff talking about umbrella. And then you hear talk about Wesker and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, so this does take place in this universe. And it doesn't really tie together until the very
0: end. I like that. I I, I,
1: I did too. There was also DLC that released a few months afterwards
0: that you actually got to play as Chris for a segment. Did people play it the whole time thinking, I'm not Chris. This isn't Chris. Probably not. I'm Sebastian. (laughs) Sebastian Stan. Sebastian the Crab. Little Mermaid. Boom! Another reference. He died. Yeah. He died. The voice actor? Yeah, I heard about
1: that. No, the real fucking crab. Probably. Probably got eaten a lobster (sighs) lobster tank. Joshua. Stop it. You remember his name? Who? The the voice actor. (laughs) No. Huh. Yeah, no, I heard about that. It's sad. Yeah.
0: Sad day for... uh, Oh, well, I don't care.
1: Under the sea.
0: Like, I, I I didn't want him to die, but Sebastian the crab... Was he had no special place in my life? Haven't mind. we had like three episodes in the row where we talk about somebody dying? Uh like an immemorial. Well, we kind talk of about thing. horror stuff, so we might as well talk about people dying at least. No, that's what we'll do. From now on, every new episode, we're gonna immediately start out with someone's random death that happened. Okay. Uh,
1: if it's Sound fun? if it's relevant,
0: I'll make it relevant. Okay. I will find a connection.
1: So For the first time in years, a Resident Evil game was received with high praise upon its release, many sites scoring it 8s and 10s. Wow. Well, 8s and 9s, and some even giving it 10s. The Destructoid even gave it a 10 out of 10. They were paid. The heavily detailed environment, story, gore, and sound design won gamers over all over the world. And I will say, the gore was pretty fucking violent. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. There's definitely some scenes where I'm like, ooh, okay, fuck. Just a few short weeks after the release of Biohazard, the final installment of Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil film series was released, and the world of Resident Evil seemed to be healing.
0: (laughs) Paul, (laughs) you need to stop, man.
1: The so well-named Resident Evil... Actually, you know what? Can you guess what the
0: final movie was called? Redemption? No. Oh, man. (laughs) You're probably not going to guess. Fucking it's, it's, so, it's so obvious. It's so obvious? Affliction. For, uh, for for a final movie. Is it along that line, like a three-syllable kind of shin word kind no. of deal? Oh, it's not? No. You said it's so obvious, though. Brains. I don't know. I, I got nothing. Resident Evil, the final chapter. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's so stupid.
1: <laughs> well, good, though. Good. So Resident Evil, the final chapter saw Alice and the remaining survivors of the apocalypse betrayed by a clone of Albert Wesker who gathered all the forces of, Umb- of Umbrella for one final attack.
0: Yeah, I'm... So- oh, my God. I hate these fucking films. You have Apocalypse and have Extinction. Extinction's kind of like an apocalypse, vice versa, but whatever. Then Afterlife. And then fucking Afterlife. They, they already came back from <laughs> Apocalypse and Extinction practically with Afterlife, and yet they're like, we're still here. And then the final chapter. And then thankfully they didn't hey. take the way of Kiss. And then like... We're coming out of retirement like five fucking times for the last, last,
1: last tour. At least this wasn't like Friday the 13th, the final chapter,
0: where it was like, that's like midway through the franchise. Like, who the fuck ever thought, quote unquote, the final chapter was a good name for any film? Right. That is so goddamn dumb. Yep. (sighs) I'm not (laughs) commenting anymore about the name. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I like, I like because I never saw that movie I couldn't even remember what the title was until I started researching and
0: I'm like couldn't bring yourself to do it because there would be no more after it you're like I, I can't do it heartbreak yeah I was like that's it that's the title you guys came up with might have been just Resident Evil like fucking sad face <laughs> fucking colon and then like a parenthesis
1: I probably would have watched that but the final <laughs> chapter I'm like oh okay <sighs> so most sites like all the films before it gave it mixed reviews across the board with wow! some giving very low reviews while others gave it a more favorable score. Some sites were very generous. I think they were just like, it's finally over. Yay.
0: Probably. That's score. what I said. I'd fall asleep in my chair with my fucking popcorn and Coke and blanket and I wake up in the credits roll I'm like, fuck yeah, thank God. That's exactly what some of these people were like. You know, we're going to give it a great review. It's like, okay, the cast, uh, the dialogue, uh, let's see, the acting, yada, yada, yada. That's like a three out of 10. However, since we'll never see another one of these fucking films again, we'll bump it up to an eight. Many of the sites did
1: claim, however, that it was a fitting conclusion to the long-running film series and that fans of the very pointless action and just violence should be happy. Like they felt closure, really? Yes. How?
0: I don't know, man. Obviously, we've never seen the movie, but how in the... mm, Getting heated. It's not the alcohol this time. (laughs) Get
1: mad. So, we're going to be... We're going to go back a little bit right here just to kind of talk a little bit about the development of the next game. Thank God. So in 2015, producer Yoshiaki Hirabiyashi announced in a video that the development of the remake for Resident Evil 2 was approved. After that short reveal, gamers didn't hear further news until E3 of 2018, when the trailer for the RE2 remake was shown. And oh, was it glorious. They also removed the subtitle remake from the name and just called it Resident Evil 2. But obviously, anybody that knew could tell it was a remake. But yeah, just imagine that just getting a video announcement in 2015, just being like, oh yeah, we're going to be making this game, and then just nothing for like,
0: how many years? Yeah, until 2018. Right now, even in E3, there was a little bit more footage of a game called Atomic Heart that I've been following forever. I think that's finally coming out this year. Sure.
1: But, I mean, if we really want to talk about games that got announced and we haven't heard about it in like years, the new
0: Metroid 4. Oh, that's true. What what Metroid's coming out now? Dread? No. Yeah, I think yeah, it is Dread. dread? It's, Metroid yeah. Dread. Yeah. Yeah, there's another there's a Metroid
1: coming out. But no, but, you're right. Yeah. And I m- too. remember me and a buddy of mine were talking and you know they announced Metroid 4 and we're like, cool. And we haven't seen it in like three E3s. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're like, we just want to win E3 once.
1: So this version of Resident Evil 2 was built from the ground up using the RE engine used in Resident Evil 7. To meet modern expectations, ma- many character designs were overhauled and given new life. Some of the biggest changes was this version of RE2 doesn't use tank controls, but uses the over-the-shoulder shooting style, similar to RE4. This remake also brought back the fourth Survivor and Tofu mini mini games as well.
0: <laughs> Yay!
1: I will say some of the uh, character designs, like in the original RE4, or RE2, um... Leon had, like, the big shoulder pads. Mm -hmm. They did that to make it easy to distinguish him from, like, the other, like, cop um, characters in the game. But in this game, they toned him down. They just gave him the typical, like, soldier, or not not soldier, but, like, cop armor, kind of, like, SWAT armor in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, and then Ada Wong, instead of where she's not just wearing, like, her bright red dress in the middle of the city. She's wearing a trench coat in this game, but she still has, like, the red dress on underneath. A better choice. But it just, it made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. In a modern sense. This remake was gorgeous, and the graphics were amazing. The combat was brutal, and being chased by Mr. X, waiting for fucking X to give it to you, while exploring the police station was nerve-wracking. I absolutely love that fucking remake. And, like, it was so detailed. Like, you would get, um, like attacked by a zombie and you would see like the blood splatter on like Leon's like uniform and stuff like that and like good slashes would actually get on the uniform and like stay and stuff like that stuff like that that I love in games
0: oh god I can't remember but the first game I ever played that I experienced something like that on, I think was like a Lord of the Rings game it came out within the I don't know four or five years I would say And I can't remember it, but no, they had it like that too. Like it would show up, and same with the enemies, you know, you fucking cut into their armor and like say from their right pecs to like their abdomen or something like that, and it'd stay there the next time. It's like, say, if you died, you respawn, you know, they would still have like same armor and they would somehow, or I shouldn't say somehow, but they would like learn from like their mistakes. Oh, you're
1: talking about the uh, like uh, Shadow Mordor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Shadow Mordor. That's right. Oh, yeah. The like the, the nemesis system where like if you got killed by an or whatever they would like they would uh, remember you they would remember you and like if you like caused them like if you shot one in the face with like an arrow or whatever and they lived but was able to get away they'd have like a like a metal plate over their eye or some yeah, shit it that's was so, cool. so fucking cool i fuck i love games like that hell yeah but this game was nominated for several end of the year awards i don't i couldn't find anything that like any major awards that it won but it was nominated for a lot of like game studio or, like, game sites, like, end-of-the-year awards. I mean, it it ended up on a lot of people's, like, favorite games of the year list. Well, good for it. It needed it. This game sold 8.1 million copies outselling the original beloved game that came out many, many years before. Wow. Yeah. But you also have That's
0: how in dire need people were. and
1: you have to think, too, now it's a lot more common, I feel, for consoles to be in households where like back in the day you know people didn't always have the right facilities kind of in a way to be able to play those kind of games like they didn't have like the tvs to be able to work it or whatever i mean like now now it's so often that you go into a house and they at least have some kind of
0: like modern day system No, you're right. I mean, shit, with COVID the past year. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo Switches, people were just buying them off the shelves, playing Animal Crossing and whatnot. And of course, you know, development of PS5 and Xbox Series. Was it S or X? Both. Is it both? Um, Yeah, one. Obviously, those were kind of uh, limited, but that just, I feel like, drove people more. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: like, we'll start, I guarantee we'll get to the point to where, like, you'll start getting, like, those consoles in and be easier to find. Because, like, God, I remember, like, after, like, a year or so, after, like, Xbox One and shit like that, you go to Best Buy and there'd be, like, a stack of them, like,
0: up oh, yeah. with, like, a fucking sale sign on top. We won't have to be like Joey who traveled, like, five or six hours to Muskegon, Michigan, I believe, to buy a PS5.
1: Really? <laughs> See, yeah. there's no, like, there's no games coming out right now that, like, has made me go out of my way to get a next-gen console. Because, like, every game that I want to play right now, has come out on the console like on like the previous gens so i'm like eh until like i have to get a next gen
0: console i'll wait what's going to make me get a ps5 is without a doubt horizon
1: horizon like horizon will probably do it and even though i think that might also be put on ps4 Mm -hmm.
0: i feel i feel like i don't know i feel like it's going to be a strain on my ps4 to play that game
1: it might but i don't know but yeah, as soon as like that game gets the release date, and same with like the god, next God of War, I'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah." I guess I will say if Xbox get Bethesda though as exclusives. That's a fucking. That's a big. <sighs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a big thing for Xbox.
0: That's scary. For everyone else, I mean,
1: I'm so not to get on uh, too much of a tirade here. Away from this, I will say the one thing that I'm hopeful that now that Bethesda is under Microsoft is that Microsoft like makes them make sure that their games aren't buggy as shit. And yeah, I think it will help too, because they won't have to worry about putting their games out on so many different systems. Like they only have to focus on one system now. I think it might help. We'll see. I could I mean it might
0: help, but other companies have done it flawlessly before. I mean I don't see a reason why Bethesda should have ever had a problem.
1: I, I don't either, even though some of the
0: glitches were kind of part of the charm of Bethesda. Yeah, that's. I was just going to quote that. Well, not quote that. I was just going to say that. But I mean, now hell, that means I'm going to have to play Bethesda titles on the PC because I don't have an Xbox. And I will say one thing that's nice, too, like
1: because uh, I have Xbox, PlayStation, Wii, and all. I have all the systems. But like with Xbox, I have Game Pass. Mm-hmm, yeah. Day one, every Bethesda game gets put on Game Pass. So as long as I'm paying for Game Pass, I don't have to buy a Bethesda game. Yep, it's yeah. fucking pretty rad. Can't you, can't you buy that on a PC too? They might have it on there. I'm, I'm not sure. So. I think so, but yeah, I will say if you have an Xbox, get Game Pass because they put so many great games on there. I mean, like, how much a month is it? I mean, you can start out. I think it's like the first like three months for uh, what they call Ultimate, which is like just the top. Like, pretty much Game Pass. You can get, like, three months for a dollar at first. And then after that, it's $14 a month. Huh. That's really not that bad. And especially if, I mean, they, like I said, they put all kinds of games And it's not just AAA titles, but they have, like, a lot of indie games on there, too. But there's a lot of games that you can play a month for $14. Like, I mean, they had like, The Witcher 3, Red Dead 2, um, GTA 5. A bunch of the games that you can get fucking 100-plus hours of gameplay on and you pay $14 a month and you're getting unlimited access to all these games. Sometimes they take the games off, but like any of the Xbox or Bethesda, now they have um, deals with like e- EA, so a lot of the EA games are on there. Pretty much have so many games for fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has its pros and cons, I guess. And it's like, there's games that have been put on there that I probably, like i wanted to play, but never got went out of my way to like buy them. But yeah. now I have they're on there, so I'm like, okay, I'll guess I'll play it. Like they released, um, like Wolfenstein Young Blood. I love the Wolfenstein, yeah. Especially series. that
0: you can rent it for fifteen bucks, technically for a whole month. Yeah, but well, I
1: mean, it stays on there. Well, now that it's it, Bethesda, it stays on there for however long Bethesda yeah. decides
0: to stay with Microsoft. But if, but it's, if you didn't want to go right out buy it and say. Own it for whatever reason. You could just spend fifteen bucks on a Game Pass and then play it for three, four days. Cancel your membership if you don't want to do that, and then just be fine. Yeah, I say because like I got Game Pass when Gears Five
1: dropped because um it was like a bunch of cons going on, and I was like, man, I was like, I don't want to be too harsh with my money. And then my friend was like, well, it's gonna be on Game Pass day one, and they're like, it's like a dollar for like the first three months, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'll do it. Played Gears Five right off the bat, didn't have to drop sixty bucks, and it was pretty nice. There you go. So, so I didn't want to get didn't mean to go on too much of a tangent, but you know, it's video games, it's related to what we're talking about. Fuck it. And you can play Resident Evil, Biohazard and Revelations on there too. So. Ooh. And I think I think there's another Resident Evil like one of the ports on Game Pass right now too, but I can't remember. I would not know. But anyway, back to the last couple of years of Resident Evil. All we're right. almost there. All right, all right. On April 3rd of 2020, just a year ago yeah just a little over a year in the midst of a virus of a virus pandemic capcom thought it was going to be a great idea to release a game about a viral viral pandemic <laughs> capcom <laughs> released a remake of Resident Evil 3 similar to the Resident Evil 2 remake using the same RE engine this was a retelling of the story from the original with some elements added and others taken away it was also bundled with a multiplayer four v one game titled Resident Evil Resistance, which was a hit or miss with fans. It um, pretty much you had like your four survivors, and then like there was one person that was like um, like the main boss, and they were like set traps and shit like that. And you pretty much had to like try to get it and survive. It's just capitalizing on like the very popular like four v one yeah. kind of game modes right now. I haven't played it, but from the videos I watched, it looked like it was fun for what it was, but. Um, they decided to bundle it with RE4 cause, I mean, or RE3 remake because it was a rather short game. Even with like the original game, it was pretty short. But the fact that they charged sixty bucks for this one was a little didn't make much sense. It probably should have been like a forty dollars remake, but whatever capcom yeah, <laughs> i mean well, it was still it, it was still a really good game i still had a lot of fun with it cuz you got to you know it brought back joe valentine and carlos and stuff like that but a lot of people felt a little jip because it reuses a lot of the same settings and like locations as resident evil 2 so uh, it's not like they had
0: to put a ton more work into it yeah it's like the whole fiasco that went about uh, the newest pokemon games and sword and shield yeah. They said, you know, oh, we're, you know, finally the first actual like RPG Pokemon game coming out for a main console. We got to redo all the, the, sp- uh, uh, like the polygons and, and whatever terminology there is for this. And then people data mine it and like, no, they're using the same exact models that yep. used forever ago, yet they're trying to claim they're making this whole brand new game for 60 bucks.
1: Yep. Now, the biggest gripe gamers had, like I said, with this title was the short length of the game. And certain scripted moments during cutscenes disappointed critics as well, but overall it was received positively. And what I'm talking about like that is like the quick time events during cutscenes where you had to fucking mash A or X or whatever. A lot of people were like, well, that's kind of dumb, especially since the last game didn't have that. Like the Resident Evil 2 remake didn't have
0: that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of quick time events. I'm not either. But I don't mind it, really. As long as it's not... Um, detrimental to like yeah the game
1: unless it's like a game kind of like Detroit Become Human where it's a lot of like just events like that telling a story. If it's like a full mm-hmm. game similar to that, okay, like Heavy Rain, yeah, like, okay. okay, I'm like yeah. okay, it makes sense. But when it's a game that's not like heavy with it, and then like they're just kind of like sprinkled in, I don't mind. But like when I'm not playing a game that's like or like when I'm playing a Resident Evil game and like they start throwing it in more and more and more, especially during cutscenes when. I'm not paying attention, and I'm like, "Oh, cutscene. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, that's, oh, that's, fuck. The, "That's the
0: point of it." Yeah, yeah. Bayonetta, I believe, had some uh, quick time events, but I didn't mind it at all for whatever reason. Like, um, I love Bayonetta. I do too. Oh my god!
1: Apparently, like I kind of forgot Bayonetta three was got announced a while back, like and, three
0: years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: And but Nintendo was like, "It's still happening. We just didn't have anything to show." And I'm like, "That's not a good thing to say." <laughs> yeah, they're they're working too hard on Pokemon. It seems. That's the thing that pisses me off about Nintendo now is like they only feel like they have like three main titles. Yep. Like every year you can expect something Mario.
0: (sighs) Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to go with, but just, yeah. And with the back catalog of say like Pokemon or so, they just want to remaster or remake. games.
1: But yeah. So after the release of Resident Evil 3's remake, (laughs) finally the modern day. Oh my God. We're here. We're here. Just a few weeks go from this recording. E3? No. Finally, we're in 2021 with an announcement in June of 2020 and a trailer that dropped in early 2021 that introduced us to the internet's newest love, Lady Dimitrescu.
0: Dimitrescu. It pisses me off you. Don't say you. Not saying you as in like, it's just how you don't pronounce
1: it. I was like, God damn it. I'm just saying how I say it. Lady Mm Dimitrescu. Capcom released direct sequel to the seventh installment with resident evil village. This is also like the first resident evil game, like at least like main title that like in a row you play as the same character. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I like that village. saw the return of Ethan winters who after a violent encounter in his new home must rescue his missing daughter Rose. His search takes him to Another a village. Daughter. Yep. His search takes him to a village in the mountains filled with mutated creatures and ran by four Lords wow and worshipped by a self-claimed god and Mother
0: Miranda. Oh, this is turning me on. And I cosplay one of the four lords. <laughs> yes, you do. And that turns me on.
1: Oh, boy. Don't sniff into the mic like that. Oh, God. God. Mm,
0: lady D. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, and I'm sure everybody else is. Uh, no. Actually, I don't, I don't think so. Yes. If you were not uncomfortable by that, please
1: email us. <laughs> So, while still sticking to, to its horror roots, this title, however, has does have a more action-oriented feel than its predecessor, which I kind of touched on in the last episode. I, it might have been the first episode when I was talking about Village. Mm-hmm. But from a story standpoint, it makes sense. Ethan's already encountered deadly creatures and had to fight for his life. So, so of course, after he survives those events, he's going to get training. And like I mentioned, he yeah. mentions getting military training from Chris He's got books about how, like handling firearms and stuff like that, and it's funny too because like in the uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, somebody somebody made a video to point out like how Ethan reacts. So like in Biohazard, if you're using a like say a pistol and you're reloading and you still have ammo in the clip, like it doesn't matter if there's ammo in the clip if it's empty, Ethan just like throws it away. But in Village. If you still have ammo in the clip, Ethan saves the clip and puts the new clip in. But if it's empty, he just tosses it. Oh, so it's like nice. it's little details nice. like that, they, like you pick up on.
0: I love that, but so doesn't explain how Mia Yankovic can fly a plane. Yeah, I have no idea. That needs help. <laughs> that needs explaining. Yes, it where, does
1: where did she get her pilot's license during the middle of apocalypse?
0: Okay, hold on here. Yeah, <laughs> the apocalypse where everything is just destroyed. She just not, not for that one training course on how to fly a fucking Cessna.
1: <laughs> Do you think she just Cessna. like sat there? just like, okay, so this button does this, this button does that. I got
0: it. It just started. That's the whole point of Afterlife. The movie <laughs> prior just is between Afterlife and the and movie prior and whatnot. Wait, when did she fly the plane? What movie was that? Was that After Afterlife? It was, wasn't it? I think
1: so. I can't remember. I I was going to say,
0: she just kept flying planes as much as she could until she learned how to drive and kept (laughs) dying. And Afterlife was the whole point of bringing her back after she died in a plane crash. Uh, But it's false now. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It just completely falls out of timeline. (laughs) Unless you open a wormhole and you have a whole different timeline. So Resident
1: Evil Village was received very well with some complaints over the puzzles and the boss fights being a little too easy. Uh Oh. Which I will say... Compared to some of the past games, they were like some of the fights were pretty simple, but in my opinion, they were still entertaining. Like, it, I didn't walk away going, Oh, well, that sucked. Yeah, I don't mind some easy puzzles. The overall atmosphere and tone reminded me a lot of Resident Evil 4, which made me enjoy it even more. And I've seen a lot of people compare Parrot to 4 and call it like the sequel, like a direct sequel to 4. Yeah, the sequel we all needed. And I will say, as someone who is an active member of the Resident Evil cosplay community online, The cosplay world has taken a love for the characters of the game, especially on social media,s like TikTok and Instagram. Especially Lady D's, there's a lot, there's there's a lot of Lady D's, there's a lot of uh, Heisenberg, a lot of uh, Donna Bienvenido, who like I, her character got such a shorthand. God, she only got like one, like her, like she kind of like speaks through a doll. Essentially, that's cool. But like her character itself only got like one line of dialogue. So
0: where the fuck did she learn ventriloquism from, huh? Who the fuck that needs explaining? But like
1: it, like in like they released like the art of like what she looks like, and, like because the entire time you see her, like she wears like a shawl, and like uh when she gets infected, she's got like this like fucked up eye. But God, the art that they released of her before, like she got infected, she's so fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> she's so pretty. I'm uh, over here.
0: Just fucking losing my mind, simping over Lady D, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, she's
1: so hot. Well, but it's okay for you to do it. Greatly. I have a thing for like the Victorian, like that, like Victorian who style.
0: But yeah, who doesn't?
1: A lot of people. And then you have Moreau, M- 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 who was just a grotesque fish looking dude that I felt so bad for because fucking he- hot because he was so sad. He's so sad the entire game, and he's just like That's like, like reverse Little Mermaid.
0: That's where like the prince becomes a fucking he fish. He does
1: turn into a giant fish similar to the uh, fucking one from Resident Evil 4, so that's fun. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Ain't, his ain't ball, ain't his, no loving that. His
1: boss fight's kind of gross. But you said his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I'm excited to but see no, what this uh, is uh um, on. House Bienvenido with Donna uh, the Ventriloquist, which is like a, pretty much a dollhouse. That's the scene in the game where I was just like, there's the nope. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. Because it's a very, um, oh, how do you say grotesque
0: okay. creature
1: ooh, ooh. comes, 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 it, it cra- comes. Crawl, crawl. Well, it's created. Well, this one might not have been, but most of these things are created by cum, But no way, it is a fetus. Hell yeah, a giant fetus. That is, is, it is, a, is it a dying fetus? <laughs> Kind of. Mm-hmm. But it is like crawl, mm-hmm. but it is like crawling towards you. And it comes out of the fucking darkness and it is laughing and it is big crying. Is it? Oh it is gigantic. It's, oh it's gigantic. Okay, it's, I'm gonna it's say it's yeah, a little yeah, tiny feet, it's no, fucking kill it. Yeah, no, it is bigger than you. Like Die, in game. you rotten piece of cum. Bow, 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 like, bow, it's bow. so fucking like I oh my god. I, the first time I saw it, I was just like, Yeah, nope. Fuck You're not gonna this. sleep tonight, are you? No. I ran. Not, like, in my house, but, like, in the game. I, hit. <laughs> just, I just ran around his room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after 10 minutes of that, I think I'm fine. But, yeah, know, I hit in a closet, and it just hangs out in the room, and it's just crying and laughing, and then it calls for dad, and I'm like, hmm, nope, not me. Nope. Do you have to fight it? No, you just have to outrun it. And then you have to open an elevator that takes for, for fucking, fucking ever. ever. Of course and it does. And you just hear it getting closer and closer, just laughing and crying. I'm Who's a just... dad? Well, it's supposed to be Ethan's daughter, but yeah, oh, oh. all rep- a representation of her. But yeah, it's it's real. Spoiler: fucking weird. That whole section of the game is very um. Uh, oh, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? Um Spoopy? No. Okay. Uh Psychological. Ah, yeah, like that whole segment of the game is just nothing but psychological horror. What? That's the one thing I did like about this game because a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's not that horror related," but like, I mean. There's a lot of pretty creepy scenes. And, like, there are some jump scares, but it's a horror game. You're going to have jump scares. And some of them are pretty fucking good. And watching streamers, a lot of them have made a lot of streamers jump. Like, there's one where, like, you're getting... the codes to like unlock a safe in, yeah. in the village and like you read this piece of paper and it says you know look out the window and you see the one you see numbers like against the window so people are like oh this is how you solve the puzzle because there's numbers there and numbers there as you're looking at it like looking out the window one of the lichens fucking jumps up in the window every streamer that i've
0: watched has fucking screamed <laughs> and I well that's nice that's a nice way to make it I mean, it just makes it seem like there's not going to be a jump scare. There, and one thing I do want to say too, simple as that. Um,
1: and I, I, I see this more and more with the voice actors in the, um, not just voice actors, but like the motion capture, because a lot of ta- like we talked about it before, where like a lot of times in games now, it's not just voice acting; like they're actually they're in motion capture suits and like the skin tight suits with all the balls everywhere. Like they're doing. Just straight acting, like it's like theater now. Yeah, like if yeah, you watch I actually the behind- watched one
0: of the behind yeah, the scenes, yeah, if you watch
1: that. all the behind the scenes, like it's so fucking fascinating. But I love like the actors and actresses, and all of them have like they. You can tell that they love what they do because like there's there's so many videos, especially like on TikTok with like um, the voice actor or the the actor who, or actress who plays Lady D and the two of the daughters because one of the uh, the voice actors for. I think it's Daniella. She ended up having uh, passing away from cancer, uh, like right before the game released. Oh, which is unfortunate because I wish she would have been able to see like how much people loved like those characters. But um, Lady D's actress and the two uh, daughters, they're like they do a bunch of like uh, online signings, like about print signings and stuff, and they mm-hmm. stream it. And I think it's really cool because they were like streaming the games and like wa- like. Uh, streaming the games as they were playing and like seeing stuff for the first time like in game like their characters and appearances and uh, one of the things I do think is cool is like they've apparently been going on Twitch and like finding people that are playing Resident Evil Village but all that are in cosplay and like are sending like all of their uh Twitch followers to like go invade their stream so like they get all like all these like uh, gifts and shit like that and oh, I just think man that's so cool I just think it's cool that um like The people that are a part of the series are like
0: you can tell that they love and like the fans of it too. This series really started out great, and then it had a hell of a time. It did, but and it rounded out just right then talking about the community in this last game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like right now, Resident Evil is definitely on the forefront of everybody's mind. You can definitely tell people are like, okay. I mean, a lot of people like there are some people that don't like. Uh, biohazard and village just because they f- do feel different compared to the past game. Chris doesn't punch any rocks. Right. But I I honestly I feel like they're a great expect like between that and the remakes, I feel like Resident Evil right now is doing good. Capcom's
0: finally like learning. Um we're coming close on its 30th year, aren't we? Or are we already past that? What? Like its anniversary. Resident Evil's 30th anniversary, I would assume. I mean we're celebrating the 25th
1: anniversary this year that's why we did a whole 25 year of <laughs> Resident Evil <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I was like so caught off guard I was like
0: what do you mean yeah funny 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 <laughs> make fun of me <laughs> I hope this stays in No, I'm fucking cutting that I am fucking cutting that <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look for the nearest blunt object <laughs> to kill myself with. This'll do. <sighs> Josh, it's been fun. I've lost all track of time, so I'm not sure how long we've done this podcast for, but it's been great.
1: <laughs> oh, we're, God damn it.
0: <laughs> oh, God. And here the whole time, I thought we were doing a Princess Diaries
1: <laughs> <fucking> podcast. <laughs> we're coming up on the 30th anniversary. Yeah, in five <laughs> yeah, years. Five I'm- years, you fucking twat. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Whew.
0: Uh, hi, I need a minute. Yeah, that was all staged. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I don't know if you could see the confusion on my face, but because like I
0: thought you would. Well, no, I uh, could. Like, and that's why I was trying to explain th- it. Like better. I
1: thought you were joking, and then I saw like the seriousness on your face, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this poor boy." <laughs> to set his ass straight. <laughs> oh Matt I love you.
0: I. I just don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. And the, th- the funny thing is,
1: I wish I could have just, like, not even said anything, just read this next sentence, because it's literally, so
0: as of right now, that is 25 years of Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if I would have waited, like, a fucking 15 <laughs> seconds and just shut up. <sighs> oh, God. I'm going to have to. Email Mia and be like, hey, how'd you learn how to fly a plane? Because I'm going to do it and just fucking dive right into the fucking ocean. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, right now, Resident Evil is just, I think, again, at that peak, like, we landed, we fixed the, like, the plane didn't crash. It somehow, it, it pulled a fucking sully and landed in the it fucking- just skipped like a rock on the ocean? It pulled a sully and it landed in the Hudson River? Yep. So, you know, he, he, he managed, he safely did it. We almost died, but we made it.
0: And Or now it the crashed en- and Godzilla came out and threw it back up there. <laughs> or that. This is my but, home.
1: But like right now, the, you know, the engines are fixed. We're back up in the sky. Godzilla's a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're putting faith in the engineers. We're hoping that another engine doesn't blow. God damn it, Capcom, if you let me down again.
0: Like I said, this plan's going to split in two. Yeah. Next year, it's going to be some
1: I Like I said, I I will say, I enjoyed Village more than I did Biohazard. And I really enjoyed Biohazard, so I didn't think I'd like Village. Man, I loved Village.
0: (sighs) My fingers are crossed. It's not like, I don't know, it's just some horrible sequel to Village next year, like fucking Resident Evil, like, I don't know, Shaq, where it's like a fucking porta-potty simulator. (laughs) Just Ethan Winters sitting, taking his shit the whole time.
1: I will say, the way that they ended the game, it definitely leads to some-
0: Pretty really interesting
1: ideas that could happen.
0: Does Lady D die? Yes. No.
1: You, you st- How? Isn't she already dead? How'd she die again? Yeah. You stab her with a dagger.
0: It's so dumb. She turns into Hardly knew a- her.
1: <laughs> so. Oh, you don't care about that, huh? <laughs> okay, fine. Woe is me. So as of right now, that is 25 oh. years of Resident Evil. Yes, man, 25 years. <laughs>
0: Time was a construct <laughs> created by
1: man. <laughs> Every game of the franchise, every film released so far, except for the animated films, don't at me, I just didn't want to talk about them because there's three of them and they're not good and I just didn't want to suffer through it. Yeah, hush hush. But isn't it for the series with undoubtedly more games on the horizon with how Village ended and the success of the last two games along with the remakes... We will be seeing a reboot of the Resident Evil film series later this year with the release of Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which this is based on the first two games. And I looked, all the characters are characters that appeared in the game. So I kind of have,
0: hopefully, and it has a good cast. I'm excited for it. I have such low hopes for that. I'm crossing my fingers, but with different hands.
1: And this is scheduled to release on November 24th, directed by Johannes Roberts. We will also be getting a live action Resident Evil series, which is a separate entity from the film, which as like I uh, said earlier, was going to be the uh, prequel apparently from what I saw online it was like the prequel to like Umbrella and kind of oh explaining like God. the Umbrella. Fuck cords. the cow, man. They are milking the entire farm on this. Yes. My God. Netflix will also be releasing in July an animated CGI series called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which looks to be using the same character models from the Resident Evil game remakes and will be starring Leon S. Kennedy and Red Cl- Claire Redfield. I will say it actually looks really fucking cool.
0: My God, what else is there? Is there going to be a Resident Evil trading card game now? I mean, there probably will. My God. I would play it. I'd it, give it a shot. If it's anything like the Witcher card
1: game, Gwent, I would be all about it. Mm-hmm. Because that was a lot of fucking fun. That was one of the best in-game card games to exist. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So, as these titles release, I'm sure we will have discussion episodes on those. But in the meantime, that is our wrap-up on the long 25 years of Resident Evil. (laughs) Yeah, so, 25 long years, 27 games. 25 years
0: of Resident Evil, and for some reason it only took us like six weeks. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's kind of misleading, don't you think? 20, Twenty-seven games, what, seven, six, seven movies?
1: That six movies? Oh, I can't Way keep up. too fucking many for all yeah, of it, I say. That's kind of where I'm at. Like After the fourth one, I'm like, oh my God, these movies stop. Yeah, how many movies are there? A lot. Yeah. It's a simple answer. But a lot of good games, a lot of bad games. I would say more bad games. A lot of forgettable games. Oh, yeah. But overall, it's, it's easy to say that Resident Evil definitely made an impact on the gaming community. It helped- it helped it, just it, shape. Yeah, it helped shape what the horror, like, survival horror gaming is today. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for Resident Evil, who knows how the games would be right now. And, like, like we talked about with Resident Evil 4, helping, vital, like, revitalize the whole, like, over the shoulder.
0: And, like, that made it popular because people are like, oh, people like this.
1: Okay. so you know, like
0: I said earlier, it'd just be Leon and, like, Ada just going to... Fucking Godiva, <laughs> Godiva going, yeah. in the mall getting chocolate.
1: Yeah, so this ends our first three-part series.
0: Yeah, three parts.
1: I mean, so tec- I don't I, have a two-part series. Well, I guess te- well, I technically, are, if you want to call the Universal Monsters, that was a multi-part series since it was all one thing. But
0: yeah. that's a stretch.
1: Yeah. This was actually our first complete series, and I'm very happy about it. Well
0: researched, my friend. Thank you. Well, very great. Articulation of it. I loved every minute of it. I learned a lot. I'm not sure what good it will be used for in the real world. Just like when I took French in high school, it's like I don't fucking speak French. I say wee oui, wee. Oui. And that's about it because it sounds like pee pee and it reminds me of a penis. <sighs> With that said though, I really did love this series. And what well, good? It's nice to find well, it's nice to dig up some information of, we you know, one of the pillars, like you said, of survival horror. You know, it's a genre that is either my favorite genre of games and or you know, movies, horror, to watch or play. And uh, it's nice knowing one of, the, one of the founding fathers, if you will, of, of horror. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, if there was to be a um, Mount Rushmore of horror games that pretty much made the genre... It's needless to say, Resident Evil would be one of the heads. Yeah. Yep, that's all I got. Yeah, I would totally agree. It's probably one of the best ways to put it. But yeah, so as I mentioned uh, before, next episode, we will be diving into... Mad Max Furry Road. (laughs) Yes, Furry Road. Furry Road. Yeah, we'll be talking (laughs) about Mad Max Furry Road. Um, That'll be our first real uh, break away from just like horror and going a little bit more towards action sci-fi element but i feel like it's a movie that i it's one of my favorite i'm say you
0: speak high praise of it so i'm excited I, to watch I it. i fucking
1: love that movie it's one of my favorite movies like it's just the action's amazing i'm so excited to talk about all of the behind the scenes effects since like almost every car like, well actually every car crash that you see other than like the ones that get picked up by like the uh um d- during the storm but like every car crash is legit every explosion's legit Every like all the like. Don't get too much away. Then people won't
0: chime into the episode. Amazing.
1: Oh, there's so much behind it and all the details that go about it. And then I want to create a Patreon just for that knowledge. We'll keep talking about it. And then after the Mad Max episode, I'm excited for this one. We'll be diving into the series of
0: Evil Princess Dead. Diaries.
1: <laughs> no, Evil Dead. Can I please, please, for the love of God, get Princess Diaries. You can do that episode. How about once, what Why once don't a you year? do the research for that episode? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that'll if,
0: if we <laughs> Patreon. Ever, <laughs> yeah, Patreon. Yep, that'll be a Patreon episode. <laughs> yeah. I say once a year, give me the privilege to choose one topic. And I'm not trying to say Josh is like controlling, yada yada yada, but he is. And <laughs> I say I choose one topic and we have to do it within a year. It sounds like a Patreon episode.
1: Oh once God, we drop I a Patreon controlling. We don't, we don't have a Patreon yet, but it. coming. He has me strapped to the chair. That's how
0: controlling he is. He has a shot collar on me. You know what, at least... He has I a didn't... remote control. Hey. He controls all my movements.
1: You know what? At least I didn't think 30 years and 25 years, you fucking
0: idiot. Oh, God, I'm as big as a headache as, the, as all the fucking <laughs> movies are. Anyways. What an insult that would be. What? I'm trying to call someone a piece of shit. Like, you're so like Resident Evil Extinction. <laughs> Oh God, the burn people would feel like oh, that. Oh God, you'd have to take them to the hospital. Yeah, poor people, poor guys, poor yeah. women, or whatever. But yeah, with
1: that, you know, follow us on the social medias: Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find yeah. us anywhere.
0: I gotta, I gotta say my thing uh, now. Okay, hold I on. Mean,
1: you don't have to say it. They can literally just type in the farthest reaches on any of the ah, social you medias you fucked and find up. Us.
0: You said farthest oh, reaches. You <laughs> fucked up. See, that's why it's my job. <laughs> All that God damn it, yeah, shut. Up.
1: They can find us. Type in the Dissector's Cut, and you can find us on any social media. We're there.
0: Yeah, and the Dissector's Cut podcast at gmail.com if you want to get more intimate like me and Lady D. And, uh, yeah.
1: But with that, we'll sign off. Uh, I'm Josh. That's Matthew. Hell yeah. We're excited to see you on our next adventure. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye.